Hello guys and girls. Welcome to episode 103 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can also catch the show live in VR and chat with other like-minded VR enthusiasts using a big screen TV. The show normally goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor and also it's now available on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try and answer as many questions as we can. Now, of course, it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy's fresh back from Gamescom this week, where he's been hard at work preaching VR. It's, of course, Nathy. How you doing, man? You all right? Yeah. I uh, Do I look alive to you? Yeah, you do. You look just about, <laughs> just about. I, I had this funny thing with my eye while yes. I was at Gamescom. I had to play VR with one eye. It's yeah. very interesting. But you have experience I... in that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I saw you, it was like bright red. It's, like, it's almost like you were the Terminator. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I was wearing glasses all the time. I yeah. hated it because people were looking at me like, oh, this guy just wants to be cool. Yeah. But I, I just had to. Back in the day when uh, I used to like pull all-nighters with my friends and play at, like games like into like the night and we used to get really red eyes we used to call it a case of cyberdyne eye <laughs> obviously from the terminator wow. yeah but i'm glad wow. it's cleared up now and you're 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 back to life again but it's been a pretty yes. chaotic week right it's been it's been a crazy week so first i was in stockholm uh to uh, check out some uh, vr stuff so i i traveled to sweden for two days uh, with my mom because i wanted to take my mom with me on a trip to show her what it's like to be a full-time VR content creator. So we went to the ABBA Museum to uh, sing ABBA songs. That's my, uh, that's what I do for a <laughs> that's living. That's what you do, yeah. I did that <laughs> yeah, as well. I know, right? I did that already. Oh yes, yes, you did, yeah. I went with yeah. Viper. Yeah, I know, yeah. So um, so that was, uh, that was fun. Uh, so I could chill a little bit, um, but of course it's also work. Um, it's like a mix of both. Um, and then uh, when I came back, I had to pack my stuff to go to uh, Cologne, Germany for Gamescom, uh, like the, the the biggest trade show of the entire planet. Uh, it's funny that when I go to the United States, they always talk about E3. Mm -hmm. And when I then mention Gamescom, it's like Gamescom who? Uh, but funny enough, Gamescom is way bigger, way yes. bigger, but it's also for consumers. Well, E3 is mainly for press. There are like over 350,000 people going to cologne to celebrate video games it's it's crazy seriously if you are a developer a publisher that's the place where you sell games where you sell hardware they you know stand in in lines for hours hours upon hours it's it's mental it's like yeah. a zombie wave a zombie heart you know uh, uh getting into that building and they want to just you know play all the games yeah, it's true. Like the crowds there are insane, yes. insane. Uh, but glad to uh, hear that you made it back in one piece and that your eyes cleared up. Thank God for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can dive straight back into VR again. <sighs> true. Next up, this guy is part man, part machine, all rowdy. It's the rowdy guy. How you doing, man? You all right? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. A little bit, a little bit sweaty, but uh, <laughs> for the rest, I'm doing fine. Yeah. You're doing better now anyway. <laughs> yeah, doing better now. 
Jeez. Now that now that the the show isn't on fire anymore. Exactly. Um, but but thankfully we got it all sorted thanks to Rowdy. So he he fixed it, put the flames out, and now we're back on track. So uh, I hope uh, everything's okay. Uh, let us know in the chat if uh, if anything's going all right. Uh, Zim sadly won't be joining us this week. Uh, he's celebrating his tenth wedding anniversary this week. So congratulations to him and his wife Karen. Hope uh, if you're listening to the show that you're enjoying a nice break away together. Uh, so yeah, he'll be back next week as always. Uh, if you don't know who I am, my uh, I'm Mike Fro from Virtual Reality Oasis. Uh, we've got a packed show for you today. Uh, some of the highlights include uh, what we did at Gamescom this week and some of our favorite games and experiences we tried at the show. We're going to be talking about the Cat Loco, another interesting take on locomotion methods in VR. Nathie's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week. And then finally, we're going to give our thoughts on the on Insomniac Games uh, being acquired by Sony and what this means for Stormland and future VR titles from the Insomniac team. But of course, let's find out what everyone's been playing this week and their highlight of the week this week. Um, and feel free to join in in the chat as well. We can read out some of your suggestions, but maybe we'll pass this over to Rowdy uh, first uh, to see what he's been up to. Yeah, I actually, I jumped back into uh, Pavlov uh, this week. Uh, I tried, uh, they had like an arena mode and I don't know if you've seen it, there was like a new update, but they added like a ton of gore to the game. Like oh. insane, an insane amount of gore. Like you have like hands flying everywhere and like feet and you see skulls and spines and everything coming out there. Um, it's kind of horrific. Like they're going from like one end <laughs> all the way to the other. You can turn it off though. So if, is that's not, really your kind of thing you can just turn it off that's not really an issue um but i dove in there with uh, with chris and uh we just had a like you know we, we tried like the different game modes that they had like pavlov ttt uh they had the we played some of the regular but they also had like an arena mode which mm -hmm. allows you to like kind of like go like well we did 1v1 but you can do it with like multiple players as well and uh, what you have there basically is that um you can like pick a weapon or you can both pick the same weapon or you can go to and then you get thrown into like a random map. And in that random map, you just need to like kill each other and last man standing wins, uh, which is a, a lot of fun as well. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I thought um, the dev for Pavlov was kind of stopping uh, development on the PC version to focus on Quest uh, because he was getting a lot of like feedback and apparently got quite angry about that for some reason. I don't know if you're aware of that sort of drama going on. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't no. seen any of that. Um, yeah, no. apparently he did get upset about the uh, the PC sort of player base and 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 sort of said that he wasn't going to develop for it anymore. But it seems like he's mm -hmm. obviously gone back on that and is releasing more updates for the game. So yeah, it's good it, to it hear. It seems like the impression I get sometimes is that he's not. I, I'm I'm not I'm not really entirely sure that's true, but it, it, that he's not really such a big fan of like all of the game modes that are being added to it. Um, so maybe maybe that is the issue, but it it is just a it makes the game even better. I mean the the original Pavlov, I really enjoyed. I really like yeah. that. It's I, I used to play a lot like Counter Strike and those kind of things. So I think that this is mm -hmm. the one that is still like the closest to that. Uh, mm -hmm. Very fast pace. It does require like some skill. So I do like that. A lot of different pistols, a lot of different rifles. Uh, I, I it's, it's one of the games that I think I I load the most. Uh, yeah just when i want to have some fun so so this new gore mode and the arena mode are they community made modes or i don't know actually well okay. I, the gore mode is an official update it's an official okay, update okay. released by pavlov the arena mode i don't know they also added uh, a different weapon uh, mm -hmm. like this like thing that goes through everything basically it's like this huge like sniper rifle thing uh 
I'm not, I don't know anything about weapons. Like Chris was laughing at me yesterday really hard when I didn't know the difference between like the different calibers, but he's American and I'm not. And that is why. Yeah. You know? All we know is that it's got a safe end and a dangerous end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to stay away from the dangerous that's, end. That's all we know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, good to hear that you're having fun in Pavlov. Um, what about the chat? Have they got any good suggestions, things they played this week? Yes. So we have uh, Dave the Psycho who played Raccoon Lagoon and uh, Super Hot. Um, then we have uh, Joshua, uh, who did some work in Tilt Brush and Gravity Sketch, but also did a bunch of Arbus VR. Well, you can play that for the upcoming 10 years and still level up, uh, I guess. <laughs> and then we have Diamond Studio, who uh, dove into Gun Club VR on the Oculus Quest. Mm. Uh, uh, Watto UK, uh, one of our loyal listeners and watchers, uh, he uh, played uh, Gorn and No Man's Sky in VR. How is No Man's Sky doing in terms of performance? Does anyone know? Yeah, they, they recently dropped a, a patch actually this week. Um, mm-hmm. And it, apparently it, it gives you like 15 to 20% performance headroom. Um, so wow. things are looking a little bit better now. It was actually um, the developers um, of uh, H3, uh, you know, Hot Dogs, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades, uh, Anton, that made the suggestion via Twitter. And basically it was like an issue with um, the output on your monitor. Uh, it was sort of using the full mm, output instead yeah. of like cutting the eyes out. So all the stuff on the edges that you don't even see in the headset was being rendered. So now that they've cut those out and it's just a stencil of the eyes, uh, you get this performance. Yeah, I, uh, I, I actually like talking about it because I was wondering why don't they like add like an option to just turn off the monitor at all that you don't yeah. see anything? Because yeah. like there are Fair VR enough. games out doing there that you can just like turn off the monitor yeah. because a lot of people who just want to play vr they don't look at the monitors only when you when you're a content creator but even i i don't use the monitor because i use the obs uh, the um, the oculus tools in order to record so even i don't really use uh, the monitor so yeah. it would be nice if vr developers would actually start integrating like an option to turn it fully off or like some custom controls of it yeah because yeah, that could probably not? save you like five to ten percent i'd yeah. imagine oh, exactly yeah sure um but yeah, it's kind of um, you know it's interesting with No Man's Sky because it's one of those games that I I just keep want to go keep go, want to go back to you know I want to yeah. just play more and more and more. It's one of those games that you can just play forever. I think so. I think it's always going to be installed on my system. I'm just going to keep dipping in and out of it. Super intrigued now that I've got like a hyperdrive installed so I can warp to different sort of systems and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really getting into it. So uh, it's the one game that I keep on going back to right now. Um, but of course, Nathy and I played like so much stuff this week is unreal uh so many games i do have to say it took you a while to get into no man's sky like the the tutorial that usually takes you 20 minutes took you like i don't know an hour hour. yeah Yeah. but um yeah it's it's a fun game after you you know get more and more into it i'm still not entirely sure like where the tutorial ends and where it like exactly (laughs) that's true i think it was like hard from the beginning like I think it ends, well, I don't know where it officially ends, but for me, it felt like it ended uh, after I landed on the first planet. Mm. So, yeah. But then uh, you still but need you to do the also... base building, you still need to do the, 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 yeah, the warp drive. Hyperdrive, yeah. That, that, mm. is, that is true. Um, but um, just a quick tip, if you are not really into survival, you can also play creative and just have lim- like unlimited resources and build mm-hmm. as much as you want. So it's nice that there are two modes for everyone. Plus, play it with friends alone is very, well, lonely. Uh, we have a few more uh, people that also played stuff. We have sure. Paradise DK, who played The Tower 2. Mm. I'm going to say the first one was so funny. It, it, like, it, it, it's so intense because it's like this, it's almost like Temple Runner, but then in VR. 
it's really cool. Um, yeah. West, he also played Westworld, uh, just came out, uh, out of nowhere, right? Uh, super, it felt random. Although when I uh, met Servios at Gamescom, they said that HBO was the one that pulled the trigger on uh, when they wanted to launch. Mm-hmm. So it does make sense. And I think they want to uh, build up the hype a little bit for the next season. So that would be season three as far yeah, as I Yeah, I believe know. so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also played Pinball FX on Quest. I think that one also just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Neil played Hellblade on the go. So I think he Streaming must from have PC. streamed yeah, that it. Must be. Yeah. Must be. Uh, and he also played No Man's Sky on the Quest and Red Matter on the Quest. So that already gives away that he used uh, some some uh, tools to do that. Uh, yeah. Hellblade is, is beautiful. If you love third person uh, VR, it's amazing. I even saw someone uh, uh, cosplaying. Uh, uh, the you know the main uh, protagonist of as Senua yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I was like that's oh awesome. hey that's 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 great um, last but not least we have uh, Oni Case who played Time Stall uh, also just came out shout out to that game uh, super fun nice. um, and also uh, T for God nice nice yeah like uh, I did play a little bit of um, the Tower Two uh, earlier on today because like you I really enjoyed the first one um, the, the ending with the cannonballs was just hilarious <laughs> yes um, oh god yeah <laughs> this one has a very different vibe to it it's, it's very futuristic cyberpunk. A, a bit too, like you know the thing is the new game is a bit too serious I felt like the first one was just they had no idea what they were really going for exactly and that yeah. makes it so you know it's a bit too like polished does that that sounds weird right but it's true yeah i think you're right because it, it's lost some of the magic from it <laughs> from what i played so far but i've only played like 10 15 minutes oh, wow. uh, but yeah maybe i will do another playthrough uh, again because it is kind of fun finally getting to the end yeah. and i'm sure some crazy mm-hmm. things are going to happen on the way um but yeah it was kind of interesting a lot of people have been playing westworld because uh, i also played like five minutes of that just to see what it looks like and it graphically it looks beautiful so yeah I'm definitely going to go back and play that uh, yeah. some more uh, i did get into the tv show uh, the first season not so much the second season didn't watch any of that but i did like what i saw i thought the concept was really nice i never watched the original movie uh, i don't know about you guys did you get into westworld First season, after that, I I was kind of done with it. I mean, yeah. the ending of the first season I really liked. Um, not going to spoil anything, obviously, but it, it wasn't enough for me to like stay like hooked for the second season, I guess. Yeah. Since, yeah. And, like the time span in between was fairly long. So, yeah, kind of dropped off the radar for me. Yeah, definitely going to go and give that a go this week. Um, but obviously, of course, me and Nathy, we played like so many games at Gamescom. We're going to be talking about those games later on in the show. Uh, it's going to be our main topic. Uh, our highlights from Gamescom will choose three games each to talk about there. So uh, we'll talk more about uh, that then. Uh, so let's just jump straight into the news then. And uh, the first bit of news this week is about a fellow VR content creator. Uh, those of you out there may know him already. He's called Josh Dub. Uh, he's an awesome dude. He's kind of been in a little circle of our friends uh, from the very beginning. And he hit an important milestone this week, being the first VR-only channel on YouTube to hit 1 million subscribers, which is an amazing accomplishment. Insane. So it's crazy. Uh, Absolutely yeah, so insane. Congratulations if to you, him. If you see, like, you know, like, I, I think we all got into contact with him when he had, like, you know, like 100 or 200 subscribers. And to yeah. think, like, you know, the, the enormous amount of, of subs that he has now this is just this mental and, and well deserved because i mean the yeah. amount of work and effort he puts in there is, yeah it's mind-blowing yeah. vr entertainment is so booming i yeah. like when i when i'm on facebook or on uh twitter i see his videos coming by so so many times like you know uni is featuring them and 
people seem to enjoy them on all platforms where usually a VR YouTuber, you know, uh, gets most of his, you know, views from, let's say, YouTube. Yeah. Josh Dobb gets it everywhere, even on TikTok, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. TikTok, TikTok is, is like, this... what, like 700,000 already or <laughs> that's, something? That's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I heard that he was getting a lot of uh, views on TikTok. Yeah. That's, that's friggin' yeah. hilarious. So if you uh, want to be a VR YouTuber or like a VR content creator, go on TikTok. <laughs> and, he, and he's such a down-to-earth guy. Like if, if, yeah. if you meet him, like he's such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Australian dude, uh, if you didn't know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, check out his uh, hilarious Let's Plays. Uh, he does them with other YouTubers as well, like people like Mully, who is also on the rise right now, uh, Rekid and the narrator. So if you want a good uh, good laugh, go and check out his, uh, his YouTube channel called, of course, Josh Dub. Uh, but like you said, Nathie, I think this is great for getting the awareness out there for VR and, oh, and yeah. getting people excited for VR as well. So uh, yeah. congrats once again to Josh Dub and keep up the good work. So that is the first bit of news. Uh, next bit of news this week is about a new VR product on Kickstarter. Now, a lot of you enjoyed the Kickstarter project that we talked about last week, which was called Weightless VR. So we thought we'd talk about another one this week. Now, this one is made by uh, Cat VR. Now, you may not recognize the name because uh, they also make the Cat Walk and the Cat Walk Mini, which are omnidirectional treadmills designed for VR locomotion. So I was um, pretty excited about treadmills uh, in VR before I actually got to try one. Because <laughs> 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 after I tried one, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really convinced of this." Which one um, did you try? So I tried the Omni, Omni which is another yeah. big, uh, uh, you know, uh, treadmill brand in the VR space. Um, but have you guys tried a, you know, a treadmill? I I've never I, been that interested in them. That's the mm. thing. Like for for me, it's been mostly like because. I mean, I still think that the Omni might be the best one because it, it tries to simulate real motion, but at the mm -hmm. same time, like real motion doesn't involve you sliding over a slippery surface. So it's yeah. it's such a such a difficult thing. I've had the chance to try them, but it was usually a queue and I'm not good at queuing. So I, yeah. I, I never bothered because I kind of know that it won't be my thing. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I try, I, I didn't try the one where you have to put the shoes on, you know, like the, the Omni and the catwalk, and then there are a few more. Um, but there was this one at, I think it was Oculus Connect last, oh, last year. year. Yeah. Uh, I like, I forgot the name, but it's like this ready player one machine, basically. That, that was called uh, the Infinite Deck. Yeah. Yeah. That one. But that's a total different ball game, of course. Like the Omni yeah. and the catwalk are, well, they're still, they're not even prosumer. It's even above that. But like the problem with these things is usually they are very hard to get into mm -hmm. and even control. Mm -hmm. And sh like shipping them is so expensive. That's why the Omni never really took off or at least got to people because they couldn't even get it into a box, you know? Yeah. You yeah, see them at arcades sometimes, but like the treadmills, the first generation treadmills are, are yeah, they, they are not good. Yeah. Yeah. Not and the thing that I because I, I just watched the video as well like the what I again have a problem with is that they're trying to map like joystick controls to uh, whatever mechanism that they have developed and I still don't yeah. think that that is the right way forward because you know those joysticks controls they're they're made for like thumbsticks and joysticks you know that's what they're what mm. they're for but like like if you want to see good uh, motion kind of features then I would still go to like uh, to Nimsoni and to see what what he is doing with the, with those kind of things because all of that feels still more natural 
than mm. like using any of those treadmills to me. Yeah. So you're talking about like uh, engine based uh, options yeah. rather than physical yeah. hardware based options. Yeah. Okay. But I think you're right, uh, Rowdy, because like when I tried the Omni, um, it, it was like to, to give you an idea of what it's like to use an Omni, if you basically were had socks on, on like a mm. really polished wooden floor and you were sliding your feet around, that's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> but the floor is like a bowl. That's exactly what it yeah, feels like. It feels it feels completely unnatural. Um, so someone in the chat is <laughs> I love I love to talk about this every time is mentioning the rocket shoes again. <laughs> I oh, still the want, rocket shoes. I still want those rocket shoes. <laughs> yeah, that was an Adam Savage thing, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, where you bought a survival kit, but you got yeah, yeah. Some, <laughs> some rocket shoes. That was no, such you, a weird you weird campaign. Shoes, but you, you yeah. actually got the survival kit, right? Yeah, it was a really strange Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> I don't know if it was but, successful in the end. I can't even I remember no now. Idea. I'm still know. waiting for my uh, rocket shoes. So yeah, but basically, cat, <laughs> uh, yeah, cat uh, yeah, VR. Go on, go on, Rowdy. Sorry. Uh, what I wanted to say was that, um, like, I do upload them again for like trying to do something with locomotion. But it's so hard still. It's so new. I, I don't feel like the technology is really at a point that it's like consumer ready. Uh, mm-hmm. I do like to see progress, of course. Uh, so I hope that like these kind of projects keep getting funded and keep getting, you know, popping mm-hmm. up because I do think it's important. It's one of those big hurdles that we still need to get yeah. over in, in order to get like to that true immersion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But at the moment, I still think that we're best off working with like, you know, imp- software implemented uh, motion settings. Right, right. Because this is a different sort of uh, system. You're probably showing the, the video already, mm-hmm. but it's it's made by Cat VR and it's called Cat Loco. And basically, it uses these three small like puck sized sensors. Uh, one attaches to your waist, and the other two attach to your ankles. And with these three sensors attached, if you sort of walk on the spot and simulate the sort of movement of walking on the spot, that will be replicated in game. Um, you can also sidestep for strafing. Uh, you can step back for moving backwards. And if you're tired and you don't want to move your feet anymore, you can simply put your your heel sort of forward to activate sort of cruise control, and then you'll just move forward. It's, a, it's like a heely in VR. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but apparently, because you're actually moving, it's reported to assist with motion sickness. So you know, if you do suffer from motion sickness, maybe something like this might help without having to invest all that money into a big, bulky treadmill that's going to take up all your space yeah. um but what do you think about this as a, as a locomotion method you know with these with these sensors yeah. i i think they hit the nail on the head by saying like oh, it, it will help you with like motion sickness indeed people who are prone to motion sickness might have a benefit from this but mm. i think for everyone else it's not an ideal method of doing locomotion I don't right think so right because apparently this yeah. kit it boasts um low sort of 20 milliseconds latency to your pc using a bluetooth connection uh apparently it's got 10 hour battery life and is compatible with all pc vr headsets and also psvr which is kind of interesting although they're saying that with the psvr you'll need an additional adapter for it to work hmm. okay 20 milliseconds i mean that is not that low i mean it's low for bluetooth but yeah we're like wouldn't it be better to use like a different system i would say then in order to on one side like imagine you play a shooter and you always need to you know uh, use your controllers to move around if that's thumbsticks touchpads uh whatever then you still need to you know you know do two things at the same time you shoot with the triggers and then you also walk Mm -hmm. but imagine doing it with your feet and it becomes natural and you don't think about it anymore then you can focus more on shooting Mm-hmm. So, like maybe esports wise, okay, if the delay is better, then that could maybe be in your advantage. Yeah, um, like I, 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 
do think it's interesting. Um, you know, I don't want to dismiss it straight away because no, I do course. I do agree that like a lot of these products that we see are very gimmicky. You know, they, they tend to try and ride on the back of like the VR industry, like people that are generally interested in VR have, have a bit more money to spend and they're investing in new technology. And they, people seem to take advantage of that a little bit. Um, so I'm a bit wary of these kind of products, mm. but I would like to try this one out. I think it does look a bit unique um, and true. it kind of separates itself from the crowd a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's again, it's, are... it's, it's like I said before, it's like, it's something new, like, and I, yeah. I like that, like, you know, that that's the way that we need to go forward. We need to try out different things and then see what works and what doesn't. And then we try to come to an ultimate method. That's I true. think that's the best way to do it. On, on the other side, like 3D rudders, cyber shoes, uh, the VR go, etc. They are a very good solution for people that are disabled in a way. So it, it, it can still be useful for a small group. Yeah, I totally agree, and I'm 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 more than happy with that sort of use case. Uh, but for the average gamer, I, I'm not quite sure. But uh, if you are interested in this right now, you kind of missed the boat a little bit because the Kickstarter campaign has already ended and was successful. They oh, were able great. to get uh, 182 uh, 182 thousand US dollars in funding, Whoa. so it surpassed their initial goal of fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Um, the I do think price... that Kickstarter is a, is an ideal platform for this because it it allows them to like make a product that will probably not get funded uh, yeah. in like uh, just general industry settings. So yeah. I do think like, that Kickstarter is a great way. The, the, the VR industry was was, was born again this. on yeah. Kickstarter. So uh, it kind of makes sense. Uh, but the early bird price for this kit is relatively cheap, really, uh, is 119 US dollars, which I thought oh, wow. was pretty good. Um, so it, you can expect a retail price of around 150 to 200 bucks uh, when it eventually hits retail. Apparently, these are going to be shipped out to backers uh, by the end of the year. So if you did back it, let us know in the chat. I'd love to know your thoughts around it and as to yeah. why you decided to go with this system. But like I said, I think it's kind of interesting. I'd love to try it out. Um, so we'll have to see where this one goes. But I think the cool thing about this system as well is, especially if you're into VR chat, it can be used to track your legs uh, as well. So you don't have to use oh, additional nice. Vive trackers wait, wait, for your leg tracking. Wait, wait, you mean your little knuckle legs? Yeah, especially if you want to be like Kermit the Frog and you want to like wave your little legs around. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that is the Cat Loco, a successful Kickstarter campaign uh, that was successful a couple of months back actually, but it's just kind of one of those things that popped up on my radar recently. I completely missed this one. Okay. Uh, so that is that. Next bit of news, if you want to get super hyped for this, uh, is some surprising news that I uh, heard this week, and that is that we're going to get a new Matrix movie, and it's going to star Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, who played, of course, the legendary Neo and Trinity from the original movies. Wait, so freaking cool. But where's Morpheus? Well, that is a very good question. No one's mentioned anything about Lawrence Fishburne making a comeback yet, although you know he was one of the few that made it uh at the end well, so you did audition right for for the matrix 4 exactly yeah <laughs> with your video you have a video on your channel where <laughs> that's right? true actually that's true i've got a trailer actually where i did a matrix spin-off where i chose i asked people to choose the red or the blue pill it's very true go and check <laughs> it think, out on my channel. It's, it's, you... it's hilarious like i think they should hire you i think you're right instead of you... morpheus have mike I, yeah that, exactly mikeyus mikeyus that is it's the new morpheus you know exactly <laughs> i like that. um but apparently uh, Lana uh, Wachowski will be at the helm to write and direct the new movie, which will be produced uh, by Warner Brothers Pictures and Village Roadshow Pictures. Uh, Lana, along with Lily Wachowski, wrote and directed the original movies. Um, it doesn't look like Lily's making a return on this one. It's going to be Lana on her own. Uh, but she said, uh, many of the ideas Lily and I explored 20 years ago about our reality are even more relevant now. 
I'm very happy to have these characters back in my life and grateful for another chance to work with my brilliant friends. Um, yeah, so can you can you believe it, right? That the original Matrix movie came out 20 years ago? 20 years ago. 20 years ago. No way. So yeah. that's... We, we also maybe shouldn't forget that like the later movies, like the sequels, weren't all too great. Right? No, that's true. That what, is true. CGI-wise, you mean? No, just, uh, just general. generally story-wise, I think yeah. they were a bit weak. Uh, okay. They were called um, Relo uh, Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, were you even born when the, when the Matrix came out? I'm, <laughs> I'm 25. <laughs> but I, I do get, like when I you know when I watched uh, was like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, I was like, wait, is that Mr. Anderson? Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's weird. That's yeah. weird. Um, it's true. I'm super Matrix excited though. Yeah, same here, same here. Although, will it be like the... Will it continue the story or will it be something... Yeah, apparently it's going to continue the story. It's not going to be a reboot, apparently, from what we know so far. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I remember seeing this movie uh, in the cinema when it first came out with a friend of mine. It just completely blew my mind, instantly became my, like, favorite movie. Yeah. And it kind of started this whole, like, bullet time thing as well, you know, like yeah, with that yeah, scene yeah, where yeah. it rotates around him. You know, games like Max Payne uh, basically... Oh, yeah built their game mechanic based mm. on this game uh, and it's been adopted in so many other games since then um yeah. but yeah you're, you're totally right though I, I love the original movie and i love the animatrix series i don't know if you guys remember those it's kind of like a, a series yeah, of yeah, short yeah. stories uh, animated ones. Um, animatrix Animatrix. yeah yeah right. uh but yeah like you said that the other two movies were kind of a bit meh so if there's a new movie coming out that means there will also be a vr experience well, it's a very good point that you made there because this is what I was going to say. Like, can you imagine if they made a Matrix tie-in VR experience game? It would work so well. Like, if you actually yeah. had to like jack yourself into the Matrix, it would be so there, freaking cool. There, there was this this demo on Oculus Share where you stepped into a room with uh, a Morpheus, mm -hmm. and then he was just sitting there talking to you, and then you got sucked into the DV and you went into the rabbit hole. Uh, wow, was kind of nice, but uh, hopefully they will. <laughs> It will uh, make something new. Uh, mm. Besides that, I think that would be a great, uh, great opportunity. I just hope that they will do something better than what they did with Ready Player One, with the Oasis, yeah. because yeah. that was a was a wasted opportunity. It started off in an exciting way, then in the end, they just completely screw up the whole, you know, license they had. Yeah. And I don't want to see that happen again. Honestly. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but it would be the perfect perfect movie to do a vr tie-in yeah for. totally absolutely Definitely. it inspired it inspired the generation of people that re rebirthed vr yeah. the industry so <laughs> yeah. you know it would make sense for that according that to the chat uh um i should be uh, uh mr uh mr smith yeah uh then you are of course well uh mike uh aka Morpheus, and then we have rowdy being uh neo who am i yeah yeah, he should be Neo. Neo. He's, he's like the good-looking one, you know. Like, uh, you know, he looks. A, if he had longer hair, he could put maybe pull off a, a younger Keanu Reeves. And and but and, and Zim. What your about breathtaking. Zim? He can be Trinity. <laughs> he can get a wig on him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. He's, he's he's got the body for it, you know. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> he, he can pull off some spandex. We know that. Yeah. Um. So the movie is set to begin production uh, next year. So maybe expect it late 2020 or maybe 2021 so mm. that's some exciting news about the matrix yes, yes. uh next bit of news uh the final bit of news this week is some great news from our friends over at vertical robot the developers that made red matter uh they tweeted out this week that red matter on oculus quest surpassed 
the total Oculus Rift sales of the game in just three days. Like, that is freaking wow. incredible. Like, I'm so, so happy for them because we've always said on the show that, you know, Red Matter mm-hmm. was a hidden gem of a game yep. on Rift. And I'm just yep. so pleased that it's doing well on Quest for yeah, them. Yeah, but because it was like hidden back then, like on, yeah. the, um, mm-hmm. on, the, on the store. And then, like, all of a sudden it started popping up and people started discovering it. And then it finally got like the recognition that it deserved. It's, uh, mm. yeah, it's epic. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. And I, I know, you know, having spoken to the team uh, that they worked so hard on this port, you know, they worked basically uh, for a whole year on this almost like eight months to a year. And uh, they had to like rebuild the game practically from scratch. Uh, it wasn't just a case of like porting it over. They basically had to rebuild everything. And that's how they yeah. were able to optimize it so well and incorporate some of the amazing lighting effects that they did in the game as well, because it's yeah. the best looking quest game right now so far. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for sure. Um, so yeah, that is a uh, red matter. So hopefully next month, uh, OC six, uh, Oculus Connect six, we'll learn some official sales numbers in terms of how many quests have sold to date, and the impact that that's had on game sales like this as you know for red matter, because it's it's amazing to think that within three days they managed to blow their, you know, the complete sales of Rift out the water. It's incredible. So I'm sure other developers have similar stories as well. So hopefully we'll get some of those from OC six, which you can share yeah. with you as well. Just more headsets out there. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to know how many they've sold. Like my prediction was around 300,000, but maybe it could be even more than that. Yeah. But like I said, maybe we'll know for sure uh, next month. So uh, yeah, that's a little sort of wrap up of the news this week. Um, we're going to pass over to Nathy for the releases that you should look forward to next week. And then we're going to get into some of our main topics. Uh, so uh, stick around for that. Yeah. Thank you, Mike, the stats guy for, uh, for all the news. <laughs> now we're going to move on to some juicy video games are you ready because there will be some stuff coming out that you might like or may not like it depends on what you're looking for of course mm-hmm. so the first release that will happen at well a very very soon date august 27 is until you fall uh, on rift only for now right um and mike played it as far as i know it's uh a melee game mainly and on their description uh, on uh, their page it says that they um, are all about melee and magic fuse in this visually stunning vr sword fighting game that delivers a satisfying combat experience where you are the master of your own martial style yeah nice. i really enjoyed this game like i had so much fun with it i think the art style like is perfectly suited for vr like this colorful mm. bright vibrant sort of almost cell shaded looking art style um but the the, the the gameplay is just super solid as well like uh, it really takes a little while to learn the enemy attack patterns and when to sort of strike back and then you sort of work your way through these levels um which are proce- which are procedurally generated by the way like the enemy patterns and the environments are procedural although mm. there's not much to choose from in terms of assets right now although the devs are working on that mm. and then um you know if you die you get sent right back to the beginning again so it's kind of brutal in that sense you only have mm. three lives and you, you can get killed very easily mm. um but what you do get permanent is the ether that you collect so throughout your playthrough you collect ether which is your in-game currency and then you can use that to upgrade your weapons uh, to become stronger and more powerful and then things do get easier and easier as you progress uh but but you know i got to the first boss he like completely kicked my ass like the first time and then uh you know the second time i managed to get through him but then it was a, a whole new set of enemies again and they they kicked my ass and then sent me back to the beginning again so i haven't played it since 
but I, I think the game is is super solid and i think they'll get a, a solid fan base for this one yeah, yeah. and it's interesting nice. that the developer goes from you know water bears and i expect you to die and a few others to a total yeah. different genre i like that when studios uh go for you know other territories and not always stick with the same uh thing you know yeah, keeps, keeps, up a bit. keeps the creativity uh, going uh, in a way i think especially at the studio um, so uh, in the chat, uh, Onike said that uh, we should not forget about Vanishing Realms. It's expansion uh, uh, that released yesterday. I'm mm -hmm. not so updated about it. I do remember that, you know, uh, getting announced. Uh, so yeah, there is apparently an expansion. Is that free to... No, you need to buy it. Okay. Yeah, and I think this is where a lot of the community are upset about this because they backed it as an early access game. And now they're being told that they have to pay extra to unlock the content. Mm. And it's like, well, hang on a minute. If you if you back something early access, the expectation is that you're helping the developers out, and but, that the full content will be unlocked later on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but apparently, that's not the case with this game. Is it so still an early access? No. Apparently, it's releasing out of early access with this big update, but you have to pay for it. And I think. Okay. That's why, if you look on Steam right now, it's getting it's getting a lot of negative reviews. But I think overall, like the game is pretty solid. Although I haven't played it, but from what I've read, it's pretty solid. That's a classic. It's a classic. Although if uh, if it has been already out of early access, then the developer has all the you know rights to charge for it. Mm. I think. Um, don't don't get mad at, mad at me now, please. Haters. <laughs> Haters. <laughs> so next up we have uh, Akron uh, Attack of the Squirrels. This is a uh, quest title coming out on August twenty ninth. And uh, they said, uh, uh, with a big caps lock, warning, this is a highly addictive VR game. It must be played with at least two other people who joined a game on mobile devices. Do you have what it takes to protect the golden acorns in this new multiplayer party game from resolution games? Or are you feeling a little squirrely? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Uh, so uh, this is a uh, couch game, local. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, you can play it with, I think up to eight. Yeah, eight, eight people. Wow. Um, so the idea is that you have a big tree. This person is in VR who plays mm -hmm. the tree, and then uh, the tree has to defend uh, its uh, acorns, and then uh, the uh, players on mobile need to attack the tree all the time. Yeah, and you can use all kinds of tricks to to get there. You know. Yeah, um, I played it myself. I think Mike also played it. They uh, were showing it off at, at Gamescom. Uh, it's it's so much fun. It's a yeah. really fun title. Yeah, yeah. The, although we're not we're not really we're not allowed to talk anymore about it. The, the, basically, everything we told you is is out there already. But yeah. uh, they they're actually embargoed until the 29th, which I thought was a mm -hmm. shame uh, because uh, you know I wanted to talk about this game uh, on my VR roundup, you know, from Gamescom. But yeah. I sadly couldn't. But the trailer, the trailer gives everything away. Yeah. Like you can see what it's all about, and I don't think there is more that needs to be revealed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do from the trailer. Like it looks a little bit like it's aimed at like a younger generation. I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I think really it's just it one as... of those like family games. You know, you get the family round. You've got one VR headset. Everyone's got a mobile phone. So mm. that's the kind of uh, you know what they're banking on is this kind of local multiplayer fun title. Yeah. So, spoiler alert, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. So, next yeah. up, uh, we have uh, Hotel Air R 
and R. I'm not sure. Is is that how it's? Oh, I, know, I think I, so. Yeah. I that so one. It, it's it's Funny short name. for 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 hotel re- like rest and recovery. R and R is rest and recovery. I see. Very smart. <laughs> so um, on their uh, on their page, they said uh, that you are playing as a failed musician who makes a deal with well, me, the devil. <laughs> i give you uh it's like it's like a first person description here so it sounds kind of weird um but it says that i give you musical talent infamy and hard cash and all you have to do is smash up some hotel rooms for me <laughs> uh build up your armory with weapons from hell's own pawn shop oh and don't let the maiden uh, don't yeah. let the maiden yeah I, I do like you know uh, just just to kind of you know talk about uh, Steam descriptions and Oculus description and PlayStation. I do think it it uh, it's very important. I've seen so many games that have these very silly or boring you know descriptions. I'm like I don't feel excited about playing this game, right? But some are so creative and it makes you read more and it makes you curious for more. And I think. You know, this one, for example, it's original. Yeah, this one looks absolutely mental, especially if you look at the trailer. It's like uh, <laughs> way over the top, like smashing things. Yeah, smashing things never gets old in VR. I feel like, especially after uh, you had a Garnhop uh, uh, subscription for a while. <laughs> but yeah, this is basically like a Rockstar simulator, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's about it. Cool. <laughs> Those yeah. are all the releases. Oh, yeah, there's one more. There's yes. one more. Yeah, Mike, sorry. I, I almost forgot. Thank you for, you know, warning me. <laughs> so I got to disappoint you all, but Aspire 1 has been delayed. Uh, yes. And yes. Uh, I know it hurts, but uh, like I met the team at E3 and they want the best for their game and they want you to have the most fun. So I'm I'm happy that they have the balls to delay it because you know, it's not easy to do that as a developer because you got to, you know, disappoint everyone. And it also adds some pressure maybe to, uh, you know, the crunch time already that you have. Um, but it's it's cool that Tripwire, the, the publisher, gave them, you know, the, the space to do that because there are also other publishers that are, you know, seeing their devs as slaves. And it's like, oh, you know, time's up release a let's go and and then you have this shitty game coming out so it's 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 fine and as i already you know uh, mentioned at i think two podcasts ago i already had a funny feeling that the quest version at least would see a later date i felt like the pc one was quite solid um but yeah it's it's their baby and uh, uh i'm sure it will be it will be going up uh, sometimes it's good that they that they delay things oh, yeah. sometimes it is yeah and, and like you know having it's played a luxury the game, it, it's got so much potential uh you know I, I really enjoyed my little playthrough of the game it's got a lot of replayability as well with like uh, little vr missions um timed ones um yeah. So yeah, it, it was always going to be a complicated game to port to Quest because it is quite complex in its mechanics and, oh, yeah. and also visually it's very impressive looking as well. So I always thought that the Quest version was going to be a bit of a, mm. a you know a hard work. But when I met the devs at, at Gamescom, you know they also told me that it was going to be delayed. Uh, but they're delaying it till like they're just saying till the end of the year. Uh, so it will be out this year. Mm. Um, but yeah, like you say, it was a very optimistic goal to be out in August. I think. Yeah. Well, releasing in August or. Uh, like in in the christmas period is is not a bad thing so yeah. um uh, someone also says in the chat grambo uh, sell no wine before it's time 
Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and this one is worth waiting for, I think, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, let's jump into some of our main topics then. And the first topic this week is about Insomniac Games. Now, this is kind of like the biggest news of this week. Um, you know, Insomniac Games, if you don't know who they are, they've made some quality VR titles over the years, including Edge of Nowhere, which I think we all enjoyed that game. It was kind of one of those games that came out before the touch controllers came out. So it was one of the, the real rare gems that you played with a, an Xbox controller, a third person game, actually. Uh, then uh, they made The Unspoken, uh, which again was like a, you know quite hot in the competitive VR scene. And then you've got the highly anticipated upcoming title, which is, of course, Stormland, you know, one of the biggest uh, upcoming VR games coming soon. Um, they also made some excellent pancake games as well, like the new Spider-Man on PS4, uh, Ratchet and & Clank, and the Resistance series. I don't know if any of you guys played those games as well. Nope, um, but, but all of the VR games that they produced are Oculus-exclusive titles, because it would appear that Oculus fund a lot of these games. Um, so it was surprising to see an announcement uh, this week from Insomniac via Twitter stating that they'll be joining Sony PlayStation's Worldwide Studios. So in a blog post on their on their website, this is what they sort of said about the, uh, the acquisition. Uh, We've collaborated with Sony for more than 20 years, spanning all four PlayStation consoles, 20 total games, and six franchises. The decision to join forces with Sony extends far beyond familiarity. Our studio vision is to create experiences that have a positive and lasting impact on people's lives. As we look ahead to our future, we know that joining the uh, WWS family gives us the best opportunities to fully achieve that vision on a much larger scale. So, uh, yeah, this basically means, um, for those that don't know, that all Insomniac titles moving forward will be exclusive to PlayStation. Mm. Now, obviously, the biggest concern right now is that will this affect Stormland? Uh, and I think that's that's probably unlikely at this point mm. because yeah. Storm, Stormland uh, has been in development for, like, what, over two years now, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, Oculus funded this title. Yes. So I, st- I still think it's going to be released on, you know, on PC yeah, or on, on Oculus. It's probably from like this time moving forward. Like, exactly. It will yeah. be something like but that, I assume. The real the question, question is, is who course, owes the IP of Stormland? It's a very good question. It's a very good question. And, and something we don't know for sure, because we know that obviously, well, we think it's likely that Stormland will release on Rift as planned, hopefully by the end of the year. Fingers crossed we'll find out for sure next month. But now that it's been acquired, like Insomniac has been acquired by Sony, it's it could be likely that Stormland also then gets released on PSVR as well. I really don't know. No, I I, I don't I don't think that's gonna no. happen. No. Uh, although I do they have a contract think with for Oculus? yeah, they do. So that that's that's one of the main. Uh, so they made the Unspoken too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a feeling that after a while, the service will stop where they don't patch it anymore and it will just i do think those kind of things are going to happen where like listen this is it we're done um this is good news for playstation vr Mm -hmm. for sure this is well it's not completely bad news for for oculus since they you know they have many more studios and it's not like they you know uh um, went away with a fight or anything um but it must hurt for sure Mm. because insomniac Mm -hmm. i feel like was one of the like the in 2016 like one of the major uh developers to make the rift at yeah. least uh successful or known by 
a more mainstream audience. And I, I do feel like at this moment, looking at the Rift as it's, it's launch, they really needed Insomniac. And yeah. now they, you know, have been acquired by Sony. So, yeah. 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 Like looking at the bigger picture, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's just going to be like, like you say, all the future titles, VR titles, pancake titles are going to be exclusive to PlayStation. Like you say, I think it's great for Sony, you know, you know, and, and I'm excited to see that their games will get a bigger audience likely on PlayStation as well, because we know that the PSVR is the, the number one selling system right now. Um, so I think it's a smart move for them, but it's just, it's just one of those things, you know, we have to deal with exclusives as gamers across the board, whether it be Xbox, yeah. PlayStation, Oculus, uh, you know, it's just the way, way of the world right now, you know, it's true. Yeah. Uh, the only, and, uh, title I will not miss from Insomnia games is Feral Rights. Yeah. That was <laughs> kind of one of those ones. Like that... the worst VR title they have ever made. Yeah, it didn't know. do particularly well. And then I, I remember on the on the Oculus subreddit, people were so angry about it. it. Was one of the first times where a game was just you know it sucked really bad. Yeah. And then people said like, I want my money back. And I think they then gave them like these gift cards to spend it on other uh, stuff. So yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was a very interesting launch. But Edge of Nowhere, it's still one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. And and that's what I say like. You know, who owns the IP? If I can play an Edge of Nowhere 2, I don't think that will ever happen because it wasn't popular enough, but let's say it could happen. Would it then be on PlayStation VR or would it then be like, well, Oculus owns it, so they can decide if they want to make more. Yeah, I would, I would love to know more about the nuts and bolts of the of the deal. But of course, that's going to be super secret for a long oh, time yeah. to come. It was a big, dis like this was like the big topic also at Gamescom. Uh, you know, I heard so many uh, studios talk about this, like, you know, I, I know a few people who work at, you know, Insomniac or, you know, I heard these, these. So there are so many like rumors and things like what's going to happen to the office because, you know, Insomniac is everywhere and things start to shift around. What is it's it's, uh, you know, it's 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 cool to to hear it from like, you know, behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, I do hope Oculus will, you know, look around for some more studios to work together with. I did see Jason Rubin say, like, you know, we're, we're going to surprise you with more. Yeah. But it's like, you know, more doesn't mean anything until I see names on paper and I see trailers mm -hmm. and I see demos. Um, because, you and know, games, Defector yeah. was also this one game that uh, Jason Rubin said that was going to be, you know, super awesome. And then it comes out and it's not that great. So, you know, yeah. I would first like to play and then decide if, if it's really that, you know, amazing. Yeah. But maybe, oh. um, you know, maybe uh, Sony and Oculus can work together in, in oh, a yeah. way, uh, because this is kind of interesting. I found this uh, doing some research today, uh, because in a recent interview with uh, Kotaku, uh, Jason Rubin, who's like the VP of special gaming initiatives at Oculus, he said that he would be up for the idea of trading some IPs with Sony. And I don't know really if logistically that's even possible, but the concept of it, he was kind of open for. And this is what he said in this interview. He said, uh, we've thought about it. Uh, I would love to make a trade with Sony. You know, they have some great stuff that they funded and we have some great stuff that we funded. Mm. So, you know, they could maybe swap some IPs over. Yeah. It kind of got me thinking, like, what IPs would I like to see on either system? Um, and certainly, you know, Blood and Truth being like, you know, my game of the year so far, oh, yeah. I'd love to see that on Rift uh, alongside Astrobot because, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're like super solid titles on psvr but i'm sure you know psvr owners would love to see some amazing rift yeah. games as well i also want uh, to have their aim controller coming to uh you know yeah. uh, the pc uh platform 
Uh, yeah. Although uh, Sony is uh, getting more and more into the PC market as well. For example, like Groundhog Day is from Sony Pictures. Uh, and yeah. it's not just for PlayStation VR. It's also for it Vive, is. it's also for Rift. So they do uh, make... It would be nice if, if, if Oculus would... But, you know, Oculus is an exclusive platform. So I don't think they would ever, ever make games for all the platforms uh, but the yeah. other way around you do see sony doing that now yeah. although sony pictures uh, games tend to be absolute trash though because they also made ghostbusters they yeah, also okay. made like the spider-man experiences so uh, they do yeah. but but like they do get better you know we do see them uh leveling up like groundhog day is a full game and oh, okay. ghostbusters and spider-man and I think they also did Jumanji, as far as I know. Probably. Those were experiences. Like, the Groundhog Day, I think, is the first game ever that they... It's like, I think they told me it was like five to six hours of gameplay. So that's that's not just, uh, hey, I'm Spider-Man. Oh, uh, Spider-Man, ten minutes later. Oh, come to the cinema to be Spider-Man. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's going to be different. <laughs> I, I do wonder if Spider-Man is going to join the Marvel Universe or not. Oh, Trading God, IPs, that's another... I don't know if, if oh. they're open to that. Uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is um, Insomniac being bought by Sony. Big sort of oh. uh, move for them, but obviously puts in question some of their uh, content for VR in other places in the future. But I don't think we need to worry about Stormland, so don't worry about that just yet. Hopefully we'll get hands-on time with Stormland again when we go to OC6 next month. And please, fingers crossed, we get a release date, no, which is I, I, before I, the end of the year. Sorry, but I'm done with these hands-ons. They should just launch it now. Like every time it's like, <laughs> hey, you can play it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I already played it. But just just give us a launch date. Rift yeah. S needs freaking games. Like Asgard's Wrath 2. Like what are they waiting for? By but now, again, we should actually <laughs> hear hear about more titles after Stormland. Yeah. New ones. And I, that I, I think got. that'll be the case with, with the Respawn title. You know, they'll be teasing us with that. I don't think that'll be releasing imminently. But, you know, just like Aspire 1, you know, if these games more need more time in the oven, oh, yeah. you know, I'd rather wait and have a good game rather yeah. than something that I feel like is rushed. Like Defector, I felt like the end of that game was rushed. So as difficult as it is, I'm, I'm happy to wait, uh, especially for Stormland, because I think that game is going to be, well, I well, hope is going to be everything we, we want it to be. Um, mm -hmm. I really love the demo that I played, put it that way. So... That is that. So let's get into the games we did play this week at Gamescom. My God, what a crazy week! Damn. You were there. You were there all week, Nathy. Like I don't know how you managed that because I only managed twenty four hours in Cologne and I had enough. <laughs> and I was like, "See you later. I'm out of here." Because it was nuts. Like you say, three hundred fifty thousand people is no freaking joke. Uh, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm happy to be on a train home." Uh, so how was it for you being there all week? It was. Uh... It was amazing. Um, I like for for a few years I've been to Gamescom now, and uh, first I was always super serious about it. You know, no time to waste. Meet a lot of developers, meet a lot of publishers, investors, uh, play games, etc. And uh, you know, there was there was no time to rest. Well, this one was quite chill, you know, uh, because. After a while, you know a lot of developers and you know a lot of people. And it's like, you know, I, I played this game before. I went to E3, by the way. So a lot of what was at Gamescom, I already already checked out. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I went for a more casual approach this time. Um, I just, you know, went on a scavenger hunt uh, because they have a lot of indie games there. And there are always like these hidden gems or 
new developers that come on the market that want to you know sell their game or are trying to you know make it uh, in the in the game industry so mm-hmm. I, I was more you know like looking around and and see like hey uh, what's new what's going to happen and also talk to a lot of uh, consumers who own a quest or own a valve index or whatever headset and see like hey are you using your headset a lot or what are you playing or what do you think about what you can you know get in terms of content at the moment really trying to see what the status is within the vr industry how well it's going at the moment because always being in this vr bubble is not the best and when you're at gamescom then you can really see people who never tried vr and they just come out of their first demo there was this one woman who played Beat Saber and she was screaming like crazy because she, like the first time you see an object coming at you, you're like, oh my days, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah. I guess no, so you're... imagine my like first time I got a train in my face and I thought I was about to die. Or when I played Doom where this monster came to the elevator and I fell on <laughs> my uh, my butt. So, I mean. Yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think it was a, a great show. I think it was a bit, di- bit disappointing um, this year that we didn't see a bigger presence from Oculus, Oculus. or HTC or, yeah. you know, PSVR, of course. They were killing it on oh, the yeah. show floor, but of course we'll talk about that later. But, you know, in terms of Oculus, their presence at the event was uh, within the Facebook gaming area. And they had these really tiny little like double booths uh, that were playing Beat Saber on the Quest. Uh, but that was it. And, and, and when you think about the scale of Gamescom for yes. what they showed there, like it, it just, it didn't feel right. You know, no. last year they had this huge Oculus presence. It was like a big part of the show. They yeah. were showing a bunch of different games. And it just seems a shame because like, obviously the Quest is such an important headset in the VR industry mm-hmm. right now. Um, you know, it's really helping uh, push the, the sort of... Uh, knowledge and awareness of vr forward that to, to not show that at gamescom seemed like a real big yeah. missed opportunity for and, them and, and in in the united states you know the quest is is well well known within a certain you know range of people well europe marketing wise always gets left yeah. behind and then you have gamescom this huge ass event yeah. and then the only thing they had was they had a facebook booth and you could play beat saber in these two uh like you know uh rooms yeah Uh, yeah. but there were no windows so from the outside people couldn't see that there was like vr uh and and also where it was they had this contest where you had to do fortnite dances you had to play vr and do a few other things they had like different tasks that you had to complete and you had a paper with points on there and the person with the highest score like at beat saber at the fortnite dances could win a prize so rowdy guess what you could win it was VR related. Uh, it was VR related. Um, it wait a headset. Yes, you could win a headset. Yeah, uh, the Oculus Go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I think I think I, I I think Rowdy already knew, but uh, yeah. So the weird part was you could you had to get points with the Oculus Quest and play yeah. with it, but then in the end you, you could go. win an Oculus Go. Yeah. So yeah. these people that we also saw at PAX that sometimes don't know the difference between a Rift, S, a Quest, or a Go, they're like, oh, I just played on, I just played Beat Saber uh, on, you know, this this Quest, and now That's I weird. can also win, you know, a headset. But then in the yeah. end, you gotta go. Yeah, like so I, I was like, they probably they probably give away like the cheapest headset that they have, and they're mm-hmm. probably not selling that much now because I still see the 
the Oculus Quest is like the improved version now of the Oculus Go. So maybe it's just like I don't yeah. know, access stock or something. I don't I, know. I don't know. It, it, like if if this like thing was in America, I don't think they would have given away an Oculus Go. So that you can just see like the gap between the European marketing team and the one in the United States. I don't know, but there was one booth that did it right. Alternate. It's like this web shop where you can yeah. buy all kinds of VR stuff. They had three areas. They had the Oculus Quest area, and you could play Robo Recall. And the more points you got, the more chance you had to win an actual Oculus Quest. They also had the Vive area where you could play like race simulators and stuff like that, roller coasters, etc. And then they also had the Pimax area. I think they worked together with Pimax there. And they had like these simulators. So that's the way to go. And they also had in the evenings uh, a Beat Saber tournament on a big screen. So people could mm. really see because uh, at the booth at Facebook, when people played Beat Saber, you couldn't see on a screen what they were playing. They were just doing oh, this. That's and, so stupid. Um, they did add a video up, but they never showed gameplay. So at Alternate, yeah. I felt like they did it right. Uh, they had Oculus branding everywhere. They had Robo Recall, super fancy. And it was like a big line there, a way bigger line than Facebook had. And yeah. people like were watching this, this big screen of someone playing Beat Saber and got yeah. so curious. They were like, I need to try this. And that's how you sell VR. It's yeah, strange because so. if you if you look at like how Oculus does it at like you know OC OC five and like uh, the the big Facebook events like it's always like very impressive I think if you if you look mm -hmm. at like when they work together with like you know the uh, the Onward League and all of those kind of things it always always looks extremely cool I think so I find it strange that they that they apparently don't know how to do it when they go to yeah. Europe. Well, they've done it before it just seems that they yeah. decided not to and, and maybe focus more of their attention on, on like pax west which is coming up but, soon and, and how much Oculus effort Connect. would it take to make like a like a green screen setup for a mixed reality uh, beat saber and yeah it, of course of course and, and, and you're much. totally right you know when, when you when you show it in a cool way it sells it way more like uh you know my little traveling buddy uh gamertag vr uh who was on the show last week um you know, he, he took a picture of uh, that, that big booth that you're talking about, Nathan, yeah. that, you know, someone playing Beat Saber and the crowds there were insane. Like you say, like people were so fixated on watching it because when you watch someone play Beat Saber, it's like almost hypnotic anyway. True. Um, so, yeah, I think you're totally right. They missed a trick there. But, you know, HTC, you know, also didn't have a presence there where they kind of did last year. They, they partnered with Arizona Sunshine to play the, the location-based yes. experience with their new wireless adapter. So they were kind of promoting that in a way. I uh, didn't really see anything from them, you know, nothing at all about the Cosmos. No. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like, like you say, the, the developers were showing off the hardware rather than the, yeah. the hardware manufacturers and, were showing off and, the hardware. And, and, and it makes sense that Alternate nailed it so well because they are a web shop and they want to sell these headsets. If you mm. try to Quest, mm. Um, but you know they at least gave away a quest as well, so I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, that was a little, little funky. I really hope that Oculus will, you know, uh, come more to Europe and also other parts of the world because it's for funny, developers, yeah. it's also important, you know, to have their yeah. games out there. If you like Timestall and Red Matter, they just came out. If that was at Gamescom, people could play that. Amazing! It's like good yeah. promotion for every dev. Yeah, agreed, agreed. It is um, funny that uh, Alternate was there because I order all of my stuff from them. <laughs> I always you see, do. see, it worked. You see, you saw it at Gamescom and then you bought it. <laughs> exactly. 
So let's do, um, we could, we, you know, if we wanted to talk about every game and experience we tried at the show, I think we'd be here all night. So let's kind of keep it like a bit short and concise and maybe talk about our top three games and experiences. And we'll maybe like take it in turns, see if there's any sort of crossover in that. Mm-hmm. So um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Yeah. So before we go into that section, uh, maybe you should talk uh, in short about the first time we had an actual VR showcase, like uh, a booth. With yes. all the games together, because I can tell yeah. you, if you go to Gamescom uh, and you want to play VR, then VR is everywhere. So you have to go to the indie area and then suddenly there's like this tiny little booth. You're like, oh yeah, that's also VR. And then you go to a bigger hall and then behind the Nintendo booth, there's like this little, you know, VR stand. So VR is usually all spread around and there is no place where you can just, you know, check it all out. And yeah. this was the first time where they had an island of all kinds of VR devs together where you could just play a few games without having to look for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was called the VR uh, Game Showcase, and it was basically organized with uh, by Andreas Julison from Fast Travel Games, who made Apex Construct and oh, also God. have their new game in the works, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, but they partnered with Perp Games, who are a publisher of VR titles, uh, a lot of PSVR titles they publish here yeah, in the hard UK. Copies. Yeah, hard copies. Um, but they also like basically did a round robin, like sent sent the details out to all these like uh, VR developers, like uh, Cortopia, Carbon Studios, uh, Neat Corporation. Uh, all these devs managed to get them all together, Servios, and managed to secure this spot where they're all in the same place. So basically, as a as a content creator or press, you had like a almost like a three hour window. And you played every single game back to back, one after another, and you could interview the developers, yeah. capture gameplay. It was just so well organized. Yes. Uh, like I haven't seen anything like that so well organized at an event before. Uh, you know, even uh, previous Oculus events that we've been to haven't been that well organized in terms of um, yeah. the display. So yeah, hats off to Andreas and the team at Fast Travel Games for pulling that off. Yeah. Uh, I think now moving forward, like. I just want that to be the standard at every VR event now. <laughs> they, they really nailed it. They yeah. really nailed it. And and all these games you could try were new. They they didn't come yeah. out yet. And um, what I heard from Perp Games when I spoke to them about this, they said that some of these dev, devs, they don't have the money to be at Gamescom. And because they do it together, they yes. can just promote their game. And also since you have bigger studios there and smaller ones, you yeah. have VR content creators that would normally maybe not see this indie title because they are looking for the more triple a stuff are now getting a mix of small big medium whatever so i think it i think it was like a nice trade for everyone absolutely Definitely. like the, the developers that i spoke to that were part of the vr showcase uh were so so happy they they thought it was the best thing that they'd done all year in terms of their marketing yeah. pr so yeah hats off again to the, to the yeah. team for putting that together and, and hopefully we see another vr showcase yeah. at gamescom next year it's, and it'll be even bigger it's it's a good start uh as you said it was in the business area so if you were a consumer you couldn't try there were some people angry about that i totally understand but this is this is just the start and yep. in the end, I hope that there will be this VR village at Gamescom where you have only VR. And I think it's going to happen. We had some big studios this time. Servios was there. Usually yep. the United States doesn't have many developers or studios coming to, you know, uh, Gamescom to showcase. But, you know, Servios was there. Super happy that they were, you know, uh, it was like The Walking Dead that you could play. Yep. And also, was it also Battlewake? No, no just not The Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. So it you know it's it's a good start. 
yeah, no, it's a really good point, and thank you for reminding me to to mention that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's get into the games we played yeah. then. Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Sure, go go ahead. Okay, so I think the first one is is one that we share together as as one of the highlights of our show, and that is a game called Down the Rabbit Hole, right? True. Yeah. Um, so I played this on the Oculus Quest, um, but the game is also coming to PC and PSVR later this year. Um, basically, you control a girl who's kind of like accidentally stumbled down a rabbit hole and is sort of populated with the crazy world of Alice in Wonderland, right? So it's got this Alice in Wonderland theming. You meet some of the iconic characters from the story. And and basically the, the game happens around you, like 360. It's so smart. So you stand in the middle of your play space and it's these tiny little dioramas that are happening in front of you, like a little doll's house, imagine, like peeking into a doll's house. Everything's like really tiny and cute. And you're controlling uh, her around this sort of area with a little sidekick who's who's a playing card called Four and a Half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's your sidekick throughout the whole game, apparently. Uh, you meet some of the characters from the story, and then you go on this little adventure, solving puzzles and doing a little bit of platforming. But as you're sort of moving to different areas, it's moving to different areas around you, 360. Mm-hmm. So you could be turning, uh, physically turning in your play space to look around you, or if you don't have that much room or you don't want to turn around, you can actually grab these sort of like uh, branches that are stuck in the environment and then manipulate yeah, the world around that you. That looks really cool. Because like, yeah. it, it kind of looked like he was like climbing, but it was probably like turning turning the thing around. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, yeah, it looks really awesome. Exactly, exactly. And, and the developers um, were saying that the, the levels that you basically uncover, they never unload. So the deeper that you go down the rabbit hole, and we say this like, phrase all the time like deeper down the rabbit hole like matrix um <laughs> you know you, you can you can continue to look up and see where you started even yeah. the, the the further down you go yeah. you can see the start and the end in one playthrough yeah yeah absolutely so it's cool. such a smart like uh level design that I, I really enjoyed it and the puzzles as well like they were actually legit hard like i, mm. I struggled and i really love puzzle games in vr i struggled with some of these so it it was promising to me that I was gonna have like a challenging time with the game, uh, and ultimately it would be more rewarding uh, once I finally solve these puzzles. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, you could swap between these two characters. You you could use them to work together to solve puzzles as well. Uh, and you've got these kind of story narrative parts of the game where you sort of learn about these other weird, and wonderful characters from Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was super nice, and I didn't expect it. This was this was from Cortopia Studios. Uh, they made uh, ones. Yeah, ones. Yeah previously so this is a, a bit of a, a move from them but uh yeah like really impressed with this title uh so what did you think about this one uh Nathy? i i like you know i appreciate a unique concept something yeah. different because it's it's very easy to you know go for another escape room make another shooter make maybe another rhythm game that looks uh weirdly enough the same like beat saber uh so this was different i don't think everyone is going to love this it's not going to sell big time but i like it when a developer aims for art and wants to add something new to virtual reality and this is one of those examples yeah no i i completely agree with you and actually that is why i chose these three because they weren't uh you know a zombie shooter you know i'm not knocking the walking dead or after the fall no, but no, no. You know, we, we've seen the genre a lot. So I yeah. really wanted to highlight that these games that, like you say, 
do something different or are brave enough to do try something different you know and yes. once in itself is already actually a very great title like uh, they've they've probably got some solid experience of like what they can and can't do in virtual reality so yeah, yeah. I, I think that is a great title as well yeah so um that is uh, down the rabbit hole like i said it's coming to quest pc and psvr later this year if you like puzzle games and like sort of like controlling mm -hmm. characters and little dioramas uh You'll enjoy this one, I think. So uh, definitely one to keep an eye on. I also want to say that if you do not own an Oculus Quest and you have a Go, then uh, Lila Steel is a good uh, alternative. It's like Lila the same uh, uh, deal. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, so the next game, uh, I can uh, maybe... Uh, do you want to do another one? Do you want to do the next I, one? Yeah, I can do another go, one. Go, go for the next one. You yeah, go so for this, this one. This was a shared one. Uh, sure. And So for me, uh, the highlight was... Uh, Iron Man in mm. VR. I could finally uh, check it out after seeing all those, you know, juicy gameplay mm -hmm. trailers and developer interviews. Uh, I played it twice. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna uh, jump back in and uh, have another go. Um, it's it's super fun. I mean, you play as Tony Stark, and right. that's just awesome on itself. Um, and Sony has worked together with Marvel on this. And uh, so the demo they had was you, first of all, getting into the suit. You could hear all the loading and then you saw the mask Amazing. getting in. Um, and then you have a lot of HUD. I know Rowdy is totally anti-HUD. No, 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 this... no, no, that's, no, that's not that's true. Not like, true? Oh. No, no, I'm not. I'm anti-HUD when it's not context-wise. Like okay, if, yeah, it's, yeah, if, okay. it, if it makes well, sense, in this case, I'm all for it. In this case, if you wouldn't would if it would be clean, then you're not Iron Man. It wouldn't feel yeah, the course. same. Um, but yeah. there, I, I do have to say there was a lot of like information on there, you know. Um, so it, you you boot up in this suit, and then you fly over this this beautiful island, and uh, then you fly to where it's the intro. So he's like uh, you know Marvel presents and camouflage, who is the developer. Um, and then it's like Iron Man VR. Well, then you have all these, 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 you know, funny, funny, silly jokes of uh, Tony uh, talking to his assistant. You see his mm -hmm. house as well, you know, his, his, his mansion, and it's like so stunning. Uh, it still blows my mind how uh, well the PlayStation VR pulls uh, things off, you know, in terms of like graphics. And then you can start flying. So you got this tutorial of how to fly. You could use these thrusters on your hands. It's, it's like so cool, you know, you can go backwards and you can go forward, up, down. And at first it's like super clumsy because you're like, okay, so where do I need to put my hands? Um, and I was concerned that with the front facing of the PlayStation, I would not be able to control myself from the back. But oh. in the end, you only need to turn your hands. So if you hold your hands behind you, you can see it in your hut. So you see your hands where they go to. So you can really hover the way you want and control it that way um, and there were so many power-ups you could use you could use a booster so you could like really shoot away and it's like you're it's like you have this naruto pose but then you're <laughs> iron man right and it's so satisfying so you fly like through like little you know uh, grottos and stuff um, i was i was wondering like um since i'm sure like the mechanic of like being iron man is very cool but yeah. is there any like more like 
meat to it because once you get over that like the novelty of being iron man is there anything yeah. more i mean you probably only played the demo i, I only played like... the demo um but in the in the demo you could use weapons too um and i i have a feeling you can upgrade them or you get more along the way i could mm -hmm. like you know lock uh, uh like the enemies and then shoot rockets at them i could also punch them real hard um mm -hmm. it was a bit arcadey but in mm -hmm. a but in a fun way I, the thing, the thing that I'm wondering is like, like when would be like the right time that we can expect like, you know, like a solid title, like some, something like, like when you see like what they did with the Spider-Man game, like something that we see like that, like really like a proper title with a storyline, with a, you know, with a, where you actually yeah, get it has like... a storyline. It has a storyline. Um, so um, there were two demos you could play uh at the consumer part there was only this this you know tutorial of you flying and then shooting at some enemies then you had to land at tony stark's uh, uh house um, but there was another demo where uh you went into his house you got to talk to your assistant uh maybe you know mess around it's a bit like blood and truth where you sometimes have dialogue and then you can just grab stuff and throw around uh, with things um and then you could also defend a plane while it was flying um, so there is more to it. There is a story, um, but yeah, it's a demo. So for now, um, I can't say if this is going to be good or not. I do know it's mm -hmm. going to release somewhere around Christmas, mm -hmm. um, but that's about it. But it, it was super, super cool to experience for sure. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Like superhero games in VR, they just lend themselves to VR so well because you watch these movies all the time. And of course you always want to be that character. You always mm -hmm. want to be the superhero and Iron Man, you know, like we always wanted to be Iron Man in the, the Marvel powers United exactly. you know, yeah. game. But of course he was never in that game. No. So it was a, it was a big shame. Uh, so it, it's great that PSVR yeah. now you can actually become him. Yeah. And I'm really excited about it as well. Like the, the idea of flying as him. And like you say, maybe protecting a plane in the sky and shooting out enemies. Sounds like a lot of fun, but I do, I do understand Rowdy's concern about it yeah. being maybe a bit like sort of arcadey. But from what you're saying, like, you know, you can mm -hmm. go back to his house and, and, and interact with things there and it's maybe a bit more fleshed out. So fingers crossed no, for Iron Man VR. I don't really mind that it's that it's arcadey. I'm just wondering if there's like more like me to it, except yeah. for like just being Iron Man. Yeah, That's what of I course. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I, like I, I do think they're going to switch around between you being Iron Man and you being Tony yeah. Stark. Um, yeah. But it, yeah. it's definitely a fan service as, as yeah. many things Marvel uh, does. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Also, that is something I want to mention is that when I was at the uh, Sony booth, um, there was this one guy in a wheelchair. Uh, I couldn't hold the controllers. Um, but after talking to like the staff there, they found a solution of him playing. So he just had the headset on. And then his friend was holding the controllers. So he was like shooting and flying. And I, it, it was really cool to see because, uh, you know, uh, being disabled and trying VR can be challenging. Uh, let's say it like that. Uh, we, of course, we have special effect who makes all kinds of solutions for people that are disabled to let them enjoy video games. But it was nice that, you know, Sony doesn't say like, oh, it's not possible. They just take the time even if there are slots, you know, that run out of time, they still do it. And I, I, I appreciate that. It's it's yeah. so cool. Like I saw so many people that, you know, were in wheelchairs or couldn't walk that well. They could still play it. And yeah. they just just try, try anyways. And that's yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's awesome that, you know, we the, the magic of VR can 
it doesn't doesn't matter who you are or, or you know what your capabilities anyone can enjoy it you know and, yeah. and become that character so yeah I, i'm super excited for iron man you know looking forward to playing it also it's made by camouflage who made republic uh, you know which is a solid game yes. so yeah i've got a, a lot of high hopes for that one so hopefully it can deliver um the next game i want to highlight is uh the curious tale of the stolen pets uh this game is that is being developed by fast travel games who hosted the vr game showcase uh, and this is kind of a, again, a bit of a departure of their usual sort of games because they previously made Apex Construct. Um, this game is coming to PC, PSVR, and the Oculus Quest. Started off as kind of like one of the developers there who's really into like uh, animation. He he started this as a little side project, brought the concept to the team, and they all loved it so much that they decided to make it a fully fleshed out game. And I'm so glad they did because, again, it's very different from like the traditional wave shooters and everything else that's out mm. there at the moment. Uh, because a bit like the previous game uh, down the rabbit hole, it's got this small little miniature world in front of you. This time, instead of it being wrapped around you in 360, you can actually walk around it in 360 with it being in the middle, or you can just kind of rotate it. Um, but basically... It's super chill to play. You're basically guided by the voice of your grandfather, and together you have to kind of solve this mystery of why all these pets have been stolen and, and where are they? You got to find them. Yeah, uh, I, I really it's... like the puzzles in this game. Like the way that they've constructed that, they're, they're, it looks really nice. It's super nice. It's super nice. It, it's so bright and vibrant as well. It kind of reminded me of like Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker, which I really enjoyed on the Nintendo Switch. Um, <laughs> But again, you've got these like cute little worlds and like say there's a bush there. You can interact with so much stuff in these little worlds that's not part of the main sort of mission or quest. Um, so there was like there's mm. a bush there. I touched the bush. A little dog, little puppy popped out. If you touch it again, he jumps out and then he jumps on the swing and then you can just push him on the swing. <laughs> and it sounds like super basic, but it was just so cute. So yeah. adorable. And the animation is like spot on because obviously the guy that developed this initially was like he's really into his animation. Yeah. So it, it looks amazing. Um, and then you've got hidden hidden coins as alongside the sort of main puzzles that you can find as well. Uh, and the, the, the missions are to like find all the hidden pets by solving the puzzles mm -hmm. and find all the hidden coins as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, super charming game, beautiful art style and animation, really relaxing to play. Yeah. Oh, like I said, it's going to be on everything, PSVR, also PC, the, and the, Quest. Also, the music, you know, the music was also uh, fantastic. It's yeah. a little fairy tale you're looking at, and you can just walk around it. And I like that when uh, a dev also, you know, introduces room scale once again, where you can just physically walk around it, yeah. and you're not playing the standing experience mm -hmm. again, where thumbstick locomotion is the is the main thing to use. Um, We've said plus, so many times already that audio is so important, especially in oh, yeah. music and games. Yeah. Plus this game is for young and old. So if you have kids, then, you know, this is uh, something to uh, introduce. Yeah. And again, like you say, it probably won't be for everyone. You know, there's probably a lot of people out yeah. there who just want to play Walking Dead. That's fine. <laughs> but I just, I applaud it for being a little bit different. Oh yeah. Uh, the only we thing I would say, Oh, go on. We have a, a fun fact from uh, because Fast Travel Games in the chat as well, and they said uh, the fun info for some: the music is from Winter Garden, which is the creator of Marble Machine, and it, uh, that is included in the game. And if you've never heard of it, be sure to Google Marble oh, Machine. That Marble Machine isn't that that guy who just puts all those marbles in there and then makes sounds and it goes on forever? <laughs> isn't that like the marble? Is that the marble? I, 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 like a marble I don't know. Game? It. I don't know the Marble Machine. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. But cool, cool <laughs> fact. Um, the only, the only thing that concerned me uh, about playing this game was I thought the first level was uh, a bit too simple. Like I say, I like puzzle games in VR, so 
it felt very easy to play through it. I think I played through it very, very quickly. Um, so hopefully the difficulty ramps up later on in the game. Uh, but that's my only criticism, really. Other than that, I really love this my, one. Mike, you're just too smart. Too smart. <laughs> More too smart. smart. Mike, yeah. Mike, Mike, yes. That's, yeah. that's They're the, just lucky that I haven't future. tried to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, one of my highlights. And so we'll kick it back to Nathy for one of okay. his. So my last one is, uh, uh, once again, uh, Beat Saber with their mm. 180 mode. So uh, the head of marketing uh, was there of Beat Games. Don't, don't you uh, mean 360 mode? 360 mode, yeah, but I yes. call it 180 mode because right now of what I played, it's more 180. It's not really 360. You don't completely oh. turn around. Oh, they, okay. They call okay. it 360. There's like this fight between me and... Uh, so, yeah. Right. But yeah, officially they call it 360. Uh, and I do think that's gonna happen in the near future. But for now, it's more of like, you know, a certain angle you go for. Um, right. But what they, uh, what, what the, the Beat Saber uh, team did is they organized a meetup at Gamescom where uh, the community com could come together. And it was quite busy. There were around like 50, 50 people there. Uh, it's, it's amazing to see uh, players there, uh, also pro players that are you know high in the rankings uh, uh mothers and just casual gamers it was it was so much fun and they they gave away uh, t-shirts from beat saber stickers they were just there to talk to to the community and listen to the feedback uh things like that and also of course to play this 360 mode so there was like this line it was funny the line was longer than the other line that Facebook had because they did it, like the meetup at the Facebook booth. So right. these two Beat Saber pods they had were like suddenly a little, you know, uh, abandoned because, whoa, there's like this new mode. People were like looking because they were like just, you know, not in a booth anymore. And as I said, that's important with VR. People need to see it. And suddenly it catched the eye of not just only this meetup, uh, 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 but also just people walking by and like, hey, what's going on here? Um, and they just brought gifts too. They had like these plushies of like the Beat Saber cubes with these cute faces on there. Uh, and also signs with like Beat Saber community on there with a QR code to their discard. Um, yeah, it was like, you know, really, really cool to see. And it was the first meetup ever. Wow. Wow. Yes. I think the, the only level, am I right in saying, is Imagine Dragons right now? Yeah, two. They're like two songs, but in the end, it's like the same kind of uh, thing. So yeah, you constantly, like the, the notes change and you need to move with them. And you have like this these bright white lines that kind of point you in the right direction. Right. But it's it's nice that with the quest, you know, the team of Beat Saber can just take it with them and show it to people. Yeah, so if exactly. you ever see them at an event, ask them and say like, hey, can I maybe try? And they can show it to you. Yeah, we don't have any indication of when this uh, 360 mode is going to be launched, right? Well, I, I have a scoop, but I can't okay. share it yet. <laughs> oh, <the laughs> Soon, next week. Next week, you will know. And then I will also tell you on the podcast when. Well, I don't have a certain date, but I do have a certain time. Okay, so thing. next week, yeah. we'll know more. Yeah, then we have the juicy, uh, so next juicy week. moment. There you go. <laughs> scoop for you next week. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Yeah, I know. Um, right? So my last one that I want to highlight is uh, Birdly VR. This is something that I've seen at events before, you know, people that go to like that are in the VR scene that I follow on Twitter that go to all these VR events. Every now and again, a Birdly machine will be there and they, they post pictures of them going on it. And I've been super jelly <laughs> and I, I've wanted to try it ever since I saw it. You and have so to have I, that picture too. 
Yeah, so when, when I saw it at Gamescom, because it wasn't there last year, I was really happy and uh, jumped in line and got to give it a go. And, and it's funny because like people around it, they were looking at this machine like it was something from the future, <laughs> like a time machine. And they were like kind of scared of it. Like they, they weren't quite sure if they wanted to try it or not. Because obviously a lot of people were worried that they're going to feel sick uh, by, by trying something like this. Um, but I just jumped on it straight away. I was so excited. Um, it's only one of these these experiences really you can try an event or an arcade. But basically it's like a flying machine to describe it to the audio listeners. Oh, I'm, I'm showing it as well. Oh, you're showing it as well. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, a, it's like a, a machine that you lie down on horizontally. And then you've got these like arm bits that you can actually flap like a pair of wings. So they're strapped to your hands to a certain degree. And then you've got a, a Vive on. They were using the original Vive. And they have this big, huge fan at the front of it that kind of blows wind in your face, depending on the speed you're going in-game. And um, the experience that I was playing was like a, a Jurassic one. So you're like a pterodactyl almost. Uh, and you can basically flap your wings to fly around. And you had this like beautiful environment below you, like with a river and trees and mountains and big dinosaurs. So you're basically like flying through Jurassic Park. Um, and it was just so beautiful and, and, and just amazing to be able to get that sensation of flying. And because you're fully in control of it, you can kind of do some crazy stuff. So obviously being a bit of a VR veteran, I was trying to test myself a little bit. So I was going really high and then like dive bombing <laughs> really, really low to the water and then like kind of pulling up and then flapping really hard and then flying <laughs> back into the air again. So th does, it, the, does the fan itself, like does it like change in, in speed? Like when you, yeah, when, exactly. you, when you go down? Yeah, I could feel the wind in my beard. It was a beautiful. <laughs> so then like I, I was like, I'm, like bird? flying straight back into the sky. And then if you like rotate your hands, you can like bank. Yeah. So I was like banking and doing little circles and soaring around. And it was just super nice. I, I just loved it. It was really short. I think it was about like three, four minutes. Um, but I was like, as soon as I got off, I was like, I want to go on this again. <laughs> like, and I want to try all the other experiences that, that they do because they do one that's like, uh, you can fly around New York, uh, like New York City. Uh, you can do one underwater where you're actually like a stingray, uh, like a manta ray with oh, big flappy cool. wings. Oh. And you can check out like the coral reefs and stuff, which sounded really cool as well. Um, so yeah, that was like the kind of birdly is something that I've always oh. wanted to do. Always yeah. like when I've seen it. Would you buy one? Uh, of course not. No. <laughs> would you well, buy course, one? Of course not. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like it would be so difficult to replicate it at home. Um, but yeah, it was just such a cool experience. So it's just kind of one of those things that if you're ever at an event or you know an arcade and they have one of these machines, like just go and give it a go because yeah. flying like a bird. And that feeling of being free to move just make sure and do that nobody want. records you when you're doing it yeah, because Mike true, is ha yeah. gonna have to change his name now to Flappy Mike VR, yeah, as, the, as the chat is yeah. suggesting. Flappy Bird, yeah, Flappy but yeah, it, it was awesome. It was awesome. I really loved it. So that was kind of my highlight of the show because you can't experience that anywhere else. So that's why yeah. I sort of wanted to highlight that one. Nice. Um, so, but of course, we tried loads of other stuff at, at Gamescom, yeah. stuff we've talked about before on the show, like uh, After the Fall, because you know uh, Rowdy Zim got to try that when they met up with Vertigo Games at Rotterdam at the studios. So we've talked about that previously, mm. and you know, like Phantom and Espire One, The Walking Dead. You know, we've talked about these games on other episodes of the show. Yes. Um, so you know, you have to go back and listen to those. But that's kind of like our roundup of what we tried at Gamescom. Nice. Yeah. 
So if you've got any questions for us uh, about any of the stuff we've played or even any of the stuff we haven't talked about, maybe you've got a question about The Walking Dead or something mm. similar, feel free to ask them now mm. while we wrap up the show and we can finish up with a couple of questions. Um, apologies for the technical issues we had earlier on on the previous stream. <laughs> Glad <laughs> to, to, that we got it all fixed oh, and yeah. up and running because you know we, we didn't want to miss an episode of the show. Like That's the, the worst case scenario for us. We never want to miss an episode. So uh, thank you for coming back and sticking around if you're uh, watching this live. Uh, and I don't know if anyone's going to be watching this in big screen now that the uh, the event got taken down. But if you are, you're a, you're a real MVP. And uh, yeah. So just a reminder, while we wait for some questions to come in, this is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can also catch the show live in VR, in big screen TV. The show normally goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Or you can check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, and on Spotify. Oh, yeah. And also leave a like on this stream. Yeah, leave a like if you enjoyed it or if you learned something new. That would really help us out for sure. Or if you just come here for the memes of Mike flying, that's <laughs> fine too. Exactly. Should I put exactly. that up again? <laughs> yeah, sure. Go for it. Oh, you're Show showing my video? Are you showing my video? Yeah, go, oh, go, right, go right, 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 right. Oh, see. that's beautiful. Look at that. <laughs> this majestic yeah. person. Flying. It's like an eagle. I'm like a bald eagle. Yeah, you're, you're like the American eagle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Super fun. Super fun. Don't know how you managed to last a week at Gamescom, though. Like, seriously, I was like done, oh, by 20, if, done if, in 24 hours. If, if I was using those simulators you were would be using, then yeah, then I would not uh, hang out for that long. But Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, looking at the chat, uh, we have uh, Delawong saying, at least Mike is aerodynamic. That's true. That's true. The hair doesn't slow me down. It's just like it's like one of those wind tunnels. It bounces you know? like off. You, yeah, you see those cars. Yeah, exactly. Then someone else is asking, "You guys still having issues with performance on No Man's Sky?" Uh, no, uh, we it's it's been patched just recently. They recently pushed a performance patch. Uh, basically, previously on the output screen when you played No Man's Sky, it was two squares side by side, and basically. Um, Anton, the developer of Hot Dogs, Horseshoes, and Hand Grenades, um, posted on Twitter about this, saying that you know there's there's basically optimization to be done here that you can save some headroom. Uh, obviously, the the people at Hello Games picked up on this, and now that 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 stencil of the eyes has been cut out, and the rest that is on the outskirts that you don't even see in the headset it's just less rendering. Yeah, has been taken away. Mm -hmm. So now you get like about sort of ten to twenty percent performance. Uh, increase with the updated patch on PC, so yeah. things are getting better. I think I still think it's one of the like the, the best games available right now in VR because mm -hmm. you know it's definitely the one that I keep on going back to. You know, jumping in, um, moving a little bit further forward. Mm -hmm. Recently got a hyperdrive on my ship, super hyped about I, that. I recently yeah. purchased a, a twenty eighty Ti just for that uh, particular wow. title. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. And that, that that just goes to show, you know, like people are so hyped for this game yeah. to invest a lot of money in new hardware to make yeah. sure they can play it properly is, is a testament to that game for sure. Yeah. It's, it's no secret that this uh, one needs a beefy computer. It's not oh, yeah. for the, you know, the Intel Core potatoes uh, mm -hmm. out there. Uh, and then uh, we have, uh, let me see, this was also quite interesting. Uh, Lost in Translation uh, wants to know if we use super sampling uh, on the Oculus Quest, I'm just using the default uh, resolution. I don't, I don't see a reason to do that, but you can, no. you yeah. can if you want. But 
you can um and it's something you could do on the go as well uh i know a lot of people were tweaking with the go increasing the resolution uh as well on the go but um to be honest a bit like nathy like i don't want to just i don't want to mess around with it uh because i just want it to be a smooth experience like for me i'd rather have a consistent frame rate than a slightly better resolution yeah, so true, i don't tend to mess true. with those kind of things unless on pc and then i just i tend to monitor the frame rate using like fps vr or something similar and then i can slowly dial it up or down to make sure i'm getting a consistent frame rate across yeah. the game and then we have someone asking hey mike uh, any first impressions on the new vr cover for quest for the back good question um i've got it here right now um it basically is a cushion that it, you can see I've, I've got some Bluetooth adapter as well on the back there, but it's basically a cushion that straps to the back of the strap. So you've got more cushioning on the back there. So it's a little bit more comfortable. Is it essential? I wouldn't say it's as essential as the front cover, but it is a nice little upgrade. Um, it grips your head more. So you don't get any of that sliding around, uh, which you can do sometimes with the quest cause it's very front heavy. So yeah, I would say it, it's, it's good not as essential as the the front VR cover, which I think is a, a must buy in my opinion. Yeah. Also worth mentioning is that VR cover recently sent me a new reduced size faceplate and new reduced sized face pad. Personally, um, I didn't like the new reduced size face pad because it lets in light leak, light. which was mm. a problem with the original yeah. Oculus Quest uh, foam that comes with it. So that's why I prefer the ones that they sent out mm. previously. Um, Interesting. So talking about uh, face plates, um, when I was at Gamescom, I tried B-Haptics, their new face cover with the haptics in there. They have been improved and they are not, you know, hard on your face anymore because you could feel oh, the yeah. electronics, right? Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's not the case anymore. That's good to hear. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah, I briefly met up with B-Haptics as well. They said they are working on something right now for the Quest. Um, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> uh, so someone says no news on Vive Cosmos, guys. I mm -hmm. do know for a fact this week that they were sharing another image of their controllers yeah, that we have seen before, saying that but... they were. Uh, yeah, but they, they, I don't they know. said they said something like we have a really interesting story about the controllers, and then didn't share the story. <laughs> it's like okay, brilliant. Thanks for that. They just keep on uh, teasing us. They need to stop doing that. Yeah, they're they're not teasing us. They just don't know how to do marketing. That's what it comes down to. It's a it's a real shame. Uh, yeah, but hopefully, you know, we never know. It could just be amazing out the gate. So I'll I'll, I'll wait to sort of bear judgment. But yeah, their yeah. marketing campaign could have been way way better for sure. And it seems like people did watch it from big screen because Doctor Cat said, "I'm chatting this from big screen." Yeah. Hey, nice one. I'm glad yeah. to see that, it, you know, it worked and the, the sort of the channel was still live uh, because we had a few technical issues at the beginning of the show. So thank you for sticking around and trying it in big screen TV. Uh, it, it seems to be super successful in big screen TV. So it seems like yeah. something we're going to continue doing, at least for the very foreseeable future. So, uh, yeah, thank you for letting us know. It's, it's funny that I sometimes get these notifications. Hey, are you interested in this event? I'm like, well, you know, the <laughs> thing is. <laughs> I'm actually in this event myself, you, you, you so should, you I don't need to watch like, myself. I am unavailable at that time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us live. We've had an interesting show doing our roundup of all the stuff we tried at Gamescom. We talked about uh, Sony buying out Insomniac Games, Red Matters sales on the Quest, the new Matrix movie, and, uh, of course, the Cat Loco. So thank you for joining us this week. Uh, Zim will be back next week as well. And of course, we can get that scoop from, from Nathie about the Beat Saber 360. So stay tuned for that. Have a great week in VR. 
Until then, bye-bye for now. Take care. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye. <laughs>